Welcome to Podcast Revived, episode number seven. Can't believe we're already at number seven. I am your host, as always, Shane Craig, and joining me is the lovely Jesse Craig. Hello. It's hard to believe, like, we're getting close to 10 already. Mm-hmm. In fact, we are more than halfway to 10. I thought we were at episode number six, but I guess I was. No, wrong. no. Episode number six, we talked about. Women in video games right. at Ubisoft. And all that stuff. I've got all my notes right here. Don't try and throw me off. Don't try and make me second guess myself. No, I was here. I was thrown off. I know what you're up to. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. It's not appreciated. Should we do something like special for 10? I don't know what we would do. Right, maybe something. have a drink. Have a drink. A, a drunk podcast. Mm-hmm. That might be what happens on number 10. Maybe we just sit down <laughs> and we have no topics. Whatever. We're just looking for every, an excuse to have a drunk podcast. Maybe every 10 episodes, we sit down with no notes. That's a good idea. Maybe we also shouldn't do ads on that episode. Yeah. No, we shouldn't. Probably shouldn't, shouldn't promote mean, anybody while yeah. we're drunk and it's a <laughs> shitty show. It's like, oh, it's, uh, you don't want to be on that every 10. Every 10 is not the one you want to be an ad no. on. It's not going to go well. <laughs> I like that idea. I think that's a... It's a, a rock solid. Also, we record early. So. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Most, yeah, actually, most of the time we yeah. record pretty early in the morning. So that could be a, a disaster for the rest to, of the day, but it'd be fun. Have to be a we would have to do like a Sunday night yeah. thing or something. Yeah, it'd be an evening podcast. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll try and have like a special guest or something on too or something. Oh God, I don't Poor know. them. I don't know. We've got some people that would probably, you know, maybe they'd keep us in line. Yeah, true, true. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ads, let's get the first one out of the way. We are brought to you this time by an up-and-coming Twitch streaming channel called Devoy underscore TV. That's spelled D-E-V-O-Y underscore TV. I personally enjoyed his stream. I stopped by several days ago now, and I watched for a little a little while. They were playing Valorant, which is a game that I have a very strong love-hate relationship with more hate than love as of late in fact i uninstalled valorant because i got so (laughs) angry uncharacteristically angry i got very mad and i said i'm not playing this bullshit game anymore where bullets don't go where you're aiming instead they go above where you're aiming because fucking nonsense (laughs) anyways don't want to get too derailed there but i did enjoy the stream and the primary thing that i thought was cool about it was that he was streaming with someone that was on his team playing with them that is his fiance which i think is actually quite cool um that's something that we i mean look we can't see other people doing a similar thing husband wife you know fiance team gaming doing this sort of thing and not you know give some respect not appreciate it not call them out so we got to definitely do that they do some retro streaming too i saw them playing some uh some super monkey ball which is is a great a (laughs) great game from way back in ye olden days um all around though it's a great channel ton of potential for growth they're on there a lot he streams a lot of the time he's already they're coming up on like 1500 followers on twitch which is awesome great accomplishment so they're definitely an up-and-comer if you want to get in on the ground floor and go help them go support them check them out link in the show notes there's also a link in our friends of scary if literal blog which you can find at scaryofliteral.com let's talk about the playstation 5 controller few you know what weeks ago now um we found out that the ps5 the what do they call it the dual the dual sense mm-hmm. this one doesn't dual shock oh it won't it won't dual shock you but it'll dual sense you 
<laughs> they'll sense you just right. It's a little creepy. We found out that the uh, the PlayStation 4 controller, the DualShock 4, mm-hmm. would be compatible with the PS5, but only to play PS4 games. If you're going to play a PS5 game, you're going to have to have that DualSense controller, the new controller. My initial instinct on that was that I was like, well, that's, I mean... They, they just want to sell you another controller. Yeah. And look. They do. They do. They, they do. Let's not, do. Let's not be dishonest. But the PlayStation blog posted this really cool post where they had a bunch of developers talk about things that they were going to do with the DualSense controller. Basically explaining, um, hey, here are some features. Here are some things that the DualSense controller can do that the DualShock controller could not do. And here's why we're, why we're using it. Here's why we're excited about it. And so what I wanted to do here is I wanted to kind of give you a few examples of what they're going to be doing with it. And then I want to talk about if we think this is worth it. If we think it's worth the extra, you know, it's probably a $60 controller has been the case for the last several cycles now. And then, you know, talk about, you know, perhaps is this going to go the way of the uh, motion sensing capabilities in the PS3 and PS4 controllers that no one used or the touchpad on the DualShock 4. I know, which was a letdown because they no, it, they didn't implement it. It's a map button. Yeah. It's a map button. You have yep. a dedicated map button and that's Woo-hoo. basically what you have. So, one of the first ones they mentioned in this blog post... Um, is actually by uh, see Brian Horton, creative director at Marvel's Spider-Man colon Miles Morales. So here's the quote. The haptic feedback precision, it's a lot of pressure I'm reading on the air. And I can't go back. I'm not going to go back and edit this. So if I fail to be able to read correctly, like <laughs> I sometimes do when I'm making videos, because I get in a hurry, I just go back and I edit it. Okay. But here, I'm just going to read it once through. So a lot of pressure I'm putting if on myself. If you need help, let me know. Just sound it out. Sound it out. It's not that I can't read. Slow it down. It's that I can't read slowly. No. Here we go. I'm going to read slowly. Try. I'm going to read slowly, and I'm going to have more gravitas than your average news anchor. Do it. All right. The haptic feedback precision. Oh, this is a long paragraph. (laughs) You can't even get through three words. Settle in. It's a long paragraph. I don't know why I've chosen this. The The haptic feedback precision allows us to do all sorts of new things. In Marvel's Spider-Man, colon, Miles Morales, I don't think you read the colon, Ruby <laughs> ha- <laughs> we'll be hinting to players which direction attacks are coming from by providing haptic feedback from the appropriate direction on the DualSense wireless controller. What does it feel like to use Miles' stealth ability? How does a Venom Blast feel? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> because... Because of the high resolution of the DualSense wireless controller's haptics system, we can really push the dimensionality of the feedback. For instance, as you hold down square to do a venom punch, you feel Spider-Man's bioelectricity crackle across from the left side of the controller, culminating in the right side of on impact. That's, you mean vibrations? Yeah, but that's I all mean, this is going to be. It is vibration, <laughs> yes, but it's they're talking about being able to vibrate in such a way that you can tell where someone is attacking you from i mean yeah but it's i don't know like i just i don't know that i'm sold on this yet it's still a vibration which by the way like i hate vibration in controllers really you don't like no no 
That's crazy. Only if it's like, okay, like if you remember like the first time we had like yeah. the rumble feature, yeah. it was okay. But like the more intense it is, the more I don't like it. So we're not necessarily talking about intensity. We're more talking about fidelity. Yeah. Accuracy, precision. So being able to to have the controller vibrate in such a way that you're like, okay, that, that came from behind yeah. me. That came to my right, my I left. I typically turn, turn off vibrations. It's very interesting. I don't like it. I wonder, you know, we talked about, you remember uh, when the, the Switch was coming out and uh, they were shaking the, the Joy-Con <laughs> and they were like, oh, how many ice, ice cubes, cubes are in my cup? And everybody was like, get the fuck out of here yeah. with that stupid shit. Yeah. Let me play Zelda. How many, yeah. how many ice cubes does Link have in his cup? Who cares? The answer is no one fucking knows or cares. It doesn't Stop. matter. It doesn't matter. But can this be done in a way that is interesting or adds to the gameplay? If it can, that's pretty cool. The only the only way that I could see that like any of this would matter to me is if we somehow decided to implement this into like the VR stuff. Yeah, with more immersive, right. immersive things like that. But if I'm holding a controller, I don't care. It's interesting. I don't want my hands vibrating. I don't like that. And I don't think that developers are really going to actually implement it. That's another question, is is outside of first-party developers or developers that Sony yeah. is working with, you, is um, it going to happen? Now, I, you're probably going to bring this up, but you had mentioned something about like the trigger buttons like locking up if your gun was jammed or something yeah, in a so, game. So Deathloop is an upcoming first person shooter and their game director talked about um, in that game that your weapon can jam and without having to have a notification on the screen that says your gun just jammed, you'll know that your gun, your gun jammed because the trigger won't pull anymore. You can't, you can't, it's, it's blocked essentially. My first thought was Oh, like, so I'm going to feel like my controller's broken. <laughs> I, I mean, I wonder, My controller's going to feel like it's broken and it's going to yeah, like, freak my, me out. My, I, I'm not trying to be negative, by the way. So th- think about it in, in these terms as well. This actually just popped up on my Twitter feed just a minute ago. Um, Kazunori Yam- Yamuchi. Kazunori Yamuchi who works on Gran Turismo 7. I think, I, think, I think I crushed that pronunciation. You did. Um, he's talking about Gran Turismo 7. He says, a typical ABS releases... Anti, okay. Anti-log brake system. system. Not everybody happened to work in automotive for several years. <laughs> a typical anti, anti-log brake system releases brake pressure intermittently while the driver applies pressure to the pedal. So your, your brake pulses. Mm-hmm. The adaptive trigger is suited for the recreation of this pedal feel and it will allow the player to accurately feel and understand the relationship between the braking force they want and the tire's grip. So you're you're playing a super realistic racing cool. game. It, you're, it's adding information to your to your experience because mm-hmm. as human beings, this is something maybe that's interesting to think about. This is an avenue I haven't really thought about leading into this, but as human beings, we have our five primary senses. It's probably realistic to think that we probably have more than five primary senses. There's all sorts of other things that we that we can do. That the sixth. Sense. Yeah, there's there's probably way more than five or six senses. The PS6 are going to give us ghosts in our dual sense yeah. controller. <laughs> dual ghost controller. It's got two ghosts now. <laughs> Double ghost power. One but in each little. When you're playing a game, thing. you essentially have the sensation of vision and sound. And that's really all that you're using. 
you're not really using anything else. So they're trying to in a there. It's not just that like your controller is going to vibrate. It's that you're you're actually going to have a sense of tactility. So that sense of touch mm-hmm. will come more into play, which I think is cool. Anything you can do, like you know, a VR game is cool because you can turn your head and look around and you feel more immersed. Mm-hmm. So if this can actually make you feel more immersed in the game, it's adding to the experience. Right. That's pretty cool. I just hope that they actually do it. And the reason why I keep coming back to this is just because, they like, usually? they don't. And, like, the only, the, there were a few games that, uh, you know, really used the touchpad on the PS4 controller. And one of button. them we are talking about, yeah, well, that. And uh, Second Son, I think you could, like, turn the controller to the side and you use could, the trigger like button a as, like, a spray can. And I thought that was, like, really cool. And no one else did anything of this. Yeah, episode. and then that was it. And yeah. then it was a map button. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. If they could, So, I remember, this is going to be a very specific... Um, reference but I come back to this all the time when I was a kid we played um, the some of the WWE games Smackdown and I remember playing, uh, playing Smackdown and those games were fun and then my friend got I, th- I want to say that it was Smackdown Here Comes the Pain oh. featuring uh, the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar <laughs> on the cover and in that game they, they changed some of the animations around where if you took a chair or whatever you're gonna hit somebody. The Undertaker's big boot, the chair shot to the head, whatever. The when it when it made when you went to swing it in all in the other games, you would just sort of swing the chair and the chair would hit them, but it would kind of also clip through them. Yeah. You hear noise yeah. and then they would just kind of fall over. Uh, it's like Skyrim's yeah. combat. The sword just kind of goes through them, but then every now and again in Skyrim combat, it goes into an animation mm-hmm. and then you see it hit him and there's force and the mm-hmm. screen shakes. It would do that, and it would do it in a really intuitive way where when you hit that big boot off the ropes, it felt good. Mm-hmm. It felt impactful. If this vibration motor can in some way not just shake, it's yeah. like a big boot shakes, a chair shot shakes, yeah, getting scoop slammed shakes. Yeah. If they can make it where you could imagine being able to you close your eyes and know what just happened to you because you could feel it, yeah, that would be pretty cool now if they did it in such a way which i know that they can do this and they should do it this way but this is not typically how it works if they can do it in a way where you can feel like um like let's say you're doing like sword combat or whatever Mm. and you have two swords hit together and you just have like a hard sudden but it's just that and it's not the rumbling vibrating thing then that's fine if they can do it in a way that works and is not annoying because in some cases it just it distracts me several games like um let's see here ghostwire tokyo the next horizon game uh demon souls i guess it's not specifically demon souls is it specifically demon souls it is specifically demon souls are all mentioning sort of things like that one further feature that does get talked about too i thought this was pretty neat um Marcus Smith from Insomniac talks about there's a gun called the Enforcer that's a double-barreled shotgun. Um, when you're pulling the trigger, he says you, you'll fire from one barrel and you can feel resistance. About The trigger will start to resist the pull about okay. halfway down. And if you pull through that resistance to the full press, you'll fire both triggers at once. So it, they're almost using it to have extra buttons. Yeah. I mean, which is pretty cool. The mm-hmm. idea that you could you could have resistance that that it's noticeable enough that to know that okay this far is one tri- is one one shotgun shell and this this far is two 
It's pretty interesting. I think that the biggest question for me is just going to be, you know, you remember when PS3 controller didn't have rumble because they wanted to have six axis. Uh, they yeah. wanted to have motion control. And then yeah. they added dual shock. They added the, the rumble feature back in. But no one used the motion control. And then honestly, mm-hmm. like, you know, playing Uncharted and you're trying to waggle oh, your controller enough that. to fall and off a log. It never worked. It's super, I just didn't want to do that. It's annoying. Yeah. It took, that is the opposite of immersion because yeah. that took me out of the game. Because then you're like, well, I have to now use I gotta my controller. Now I got to stop playing the game and I got to waggle my controller around. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is like, you're going to continue playing the game in the same way. You're just going to have more information fed to you. Yeah. So I think that this is more likely to be used. And the same thing with the touchpad. Like, it, it, it felt it was different and it required players on some level stop paying attention to what they're doing and now pay attention yeah. to this touchpad and it pulls you out of the experience yeah. whereas this is especially for me because I have small hands so it's not like I'm reach just reaching it. like it's not just right next to me like I had to literally move my hand right to do that yeah. and another thing that you know and this I'm not like trying to be an like a spokesperson for these people because it's not my place to but I think about a lot of this stuff and, like, is this going to be good for people who maybe, like, have, like, like motor disabilities? You know, like, are like are they going to be able to have the options, like, for accessibility, I guess is right. what I'm trying to say, to turn this stuff off? Some, yeah, like if someone, you know, potentially, like, like Microsoft has done a tremendous job with their controllers for people that mm-hmm. are that have some sort of a disability accessibility yeah. will, will this how will this affect yeah. them that's a good question can they can they you know have a an option to turn it off because well and adding resistance you know yeah but what they're trying to play with, yeah. essentially playing with one hand which a lot of yeah. people have to do yeah and then if it can be disabled then the question comes back in of the, well, then, why do can't we really, I just use my dual shot? Right, four? and that's kind of like some of the thoughts that I've been, I've been kind of thinking of. And like I said, like I don't want to speak for people that do have those disabilities, but I have had a few friends in the past that um, I had one that one friend that had uh, cerebral palsy mm-hmm. in college, and he he wrote like essays about you know how there was not enough accessibility yeah. in, in video game yeah. culture and you know like the mash button when that was a big thing yeah he was like that he was like games. i can't play god of war i yeah. can't play um uncharted you know there are games that i have to get someone to come into the room and do this part for it. me and like i'm not disabled but i remember like there are a lot of points where you had to hit that circle button so fast yeah. that i had to get someone to come help yeah. me with it because i couldn't do it yeah. So I just, you know, I think about some of that stuff and I'm like, I can understand where these are really cool technologies that do help immerse yourself into the game. And the only way that I see myself being like really into it is if I'm going to be playing VR. Because for me, like that stuff just kind of distracts me anyways. Right. You know, like the vibration tickles my hands or it just like startles me and freaks me out. And then I'm already snapped out of what I'm doing, you know. Sure. So yeah. just just my thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I I wonder, you know, like HD Rumble on the Switch, no one's using it on really anything that I've seen anyways. Most of the time I play my Switch, I'm on a Switch Lite, which doesn't even have Rumble. Mm-hmm. So, you know, big feature, no yeah, one cared, no one supported true. it. Nintendo, it ab- doesn't Nintendo have it. abandoned it. I mean, yeah. you know, so 
you know, so I guess it's going to come down to does Sony abandon it and do they make it worth it? They're going to have to make this feature worth it or yeah. else. But here, here's the reality. We're all, we're all up in a big uproar about it. And guess what's going to happen? We're in, all going to we're going to be using the controllers. It's not going to matter. We're yeah. going to forget about it. So it yeah. doesn't, doesn't. It doesn't. No, matter. but I want to look back on it, though, because I want to be like, hmm, really, Sony? <laughs> I want to get petty on it. So. Yeah. <laughs> petty's fun. I want to take a brief moment and let's kind of talk about what's going on with Epic Games and Apple because it's taken a turn for the worse. So for those that don't know or don't care, learn learn to care because I'm going to talk about it. For those that don't know, basically here's what happened. Apple and Google, both with their Play Store and their App Store, Apple's App Store, Google's Play Store. If you sell an app in their store, they take a 30% cut of that sale. That's somewhat standard practice. Think ye olden days consignment stores. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not that weird. It happens with vendors and box stores all day, every day. Pretty normal. Now, if you, so you sell your app in Apple's App Store, and then in your app, people can make in-app purchases. So let's say I'm Epic. I, I've got Fortnite. So I give Fortnite away for free. So none of us make anything when someone downloads Fortnite. However, in Fortnite, if someone says, I'm going to buy $10 worth of V-Bucks, which is their currency in-game to buy you know, cosmetics, Apple and Google both mandate that you must use their payment ser- service in, in that. you know. So if you've got it on your Android phone, you're using Google Pay. And if you're using an iPhone, you're using Apple Pay. And that allows Apple to take a 30% cut of that transaction in the game. Now, there's some weirdness there. Because they yeah. both both companies claim that that's pretty much ubiquitous. That that's just their, their common policy. However, when you go, when you buy, you download Amazon on your, on your, mm-hmm. your iPhone and you buy, you know, whatever off Amazon, they don't get a cut of that. Right. So it's not so it's technically not, fair. It's not an even rule. They don't get a cut of your Netflix subscription. Right. Or Grubhub, like you mentioned. Right. Of each Grubhub purchase. They don't get a cut of that. So they do pick and choose where to where to to, to use this rule and where not to. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Epic's looking at this and they're thinking, we're losing thirty percent of our revenue to Apple, who really the only thing that they're facilitating is to give a place, place to buy a place to download our yeah. file. Yeah. That's it. And on Android, you can go to Epic's website and download the APK and install mm-hmm. it because Android is not a walled garden in the yeah. sense that iOS is. You can install an app from wherever you get an app. Now, that could be unsafe, but you, you have the freedom to do it. It's like Windows. Mm-hmm. You can get stuff in the Windows store. You can get stuff off anywhere on the internet and just run it. You know, Apple it can just fuck tells up your computer. you, no, 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 no. You can't do anything unless no, it's no, no. in our store. Now, their reasoning is, you know, look, we're, we're keeping our people safe. We're making sure they have the best possible experiences. Blah, 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 blah. Epic says this is bullshit. So here's what they do. They say, if you come to our website and buy V-Bucks directly through us, we're going to give you a discount. It's like Mm -hmm. 20% discount. That was a step. Mm -hmm. Then they said, we're going to push an update through to both our versions of the game on mobile, iOS and Android. And we're going to allow people to either buy with Google Pay or or Apple Pay if they want. Or they can just put in their credit card straight into the game. And we're going to give you that discount. Yeah. Which they should have the right to be able to do. Well, that's the question. 
Apple and Google both said, "Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are you doing? You can't, you can't just, you can't just bypass our payment service and and cut us out of the deal." So both companies removed Fortnite from their stores. Mm-hmm. They both kind of cited the same sorts of concerns that you know, hey, look, these are the rules. Everyone else is playing by them, but. Not everyone else no, is playing by no, them. No, that's, so that's not true. No, so no. We have to talk about why that's the case. But then Apple took things a step further. A lot of people do not... A lot of people just know what Fortnite is. What mm-hmm. they don't realize is that Fortnite is owned and operated by Epic Games. Mm-hmm. Epic Games is the creator and distributor of the Unreal Engine, which, if you don't know, the Unreal Engine used is used in shitloads of games and applications. Unreal Engine is enormous. It, it is, it's got to be top two or three most used engines on the planet. Mm-hmm. CryEngine's getting very popular. Um, Unity's getting very popular, but Unreal Engine has been it's the, been around the forever. biggest engine. We're on Unreal Engine 4, and it is Unreal Engine is going to support the new consoles. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's really good. Apple says we're... Let's find the exact uh, the exact thing here we got a uh, i've got a quote here from apple so basically what they're going to do is they're going to i guess i don't have a direct quote from apple about this but basically what apple is trying to do they've informed epic that friday august 28th in a week apple is going to terminate all of the developer accounts for epic for ios and mac so they will no longer have developer tools to update their engine on iOS or Mac. Okay. So if Apple does anything and suddenly a bug pops up, let's say let's say I made a game and I made it on, on Unreal Engine and I put it out on Mac and I put it out on iOS and it's out and it's fine. If people own it. They update iOS, they update Mac OS, now the engine is broken and it doesn't work properly. The game's glitching out, whatever. Mm-hmm. I have no recourse to patch my game because I don't have developer tools to work on the engine, to work on my game. So now Apple is like they're basically everyone that uses Unreal Engine. Yeah, so they're this is not just this is not hurting just Epic. This is hurting potentially, developers. Potentially a shitload of people. How do you look at that and not see Apple as being a fucking dickhead? Well, so what they said was, they basically said, um, you know, hey, if if you want... this, this, I'm going to paraphrase, and this is going to sound like some mafioso shit, because it kind of is. It is. But they basically were like, well, hey, look, if you want your game back in our store, and you want all this shit to go away, you want this to go back to normal... You know what you got to do? You come back in, and now we're going to take 50% of microtransactions. Just just put your game back. Just fix your game back the way it was, and we'll put all this ugliness behind us. I don't think Epic should do it. Well, Epic has, um, they've actually filed a lawsuit. Good. They're filing for a restraining order to prevent this from happening. Because what they're saying is, if you do this to us, we're going to fight you in court over this 30% cut. If you kill our developer tools... You are going to damage our reputation with developers, mm-hmm. with customers. And it's not their fault. To a point that is irreparable, and you're going to destroy our company before our voices can be heard in a court of law. Mm-hmm. You're going to destroy us before we can hash this out. And that's what Apple's yeah. thinking. They're thinking, and then, you're not going to make it to court. We're going to ruin yeah. you. Yeah, and then, I mean, they really need to be thinking about all these smaller developers, too, that are, they're, you know. They're playing chicken. Yeah. Apple's thinking, we're going to make you back down. Because you can't afford to do this. Wow. And guess what we can afford to do? Whatever the fuck we want. We're worth $2 trillion. 
$2 trillion. And they're acting like the fucking evil villain out of a James let's, Bond movie. Let's not forget that Google removed him, too. Not, yeah. But Google, Google's not yeah. doing the same thing Apple is. They're not Apple they're not is like, they want to dig the knife in and be like, no, you're going to play our game because we're Apple. Basically, what Google said was, we're just not going to have you in our store. Yeah. Because, if we're, look, if we're not going to make anything from Fortnite... Why are you in our store? Yeah. And good news is, if you're an Android, you can still download. That, I think that's it why matter. I think that's why I'm not as irritated with Google as I am with Apple. Is because like people who are on Android and Android, Android, <laughs> they can still play Fortnite. They can still play. You, you know, just go to Epic's website, download the APK, yeah. and they roll on. Yep, it's not not nearly as big of a deal. Now yeah. we also factor in that Apple has blocked Google Stadia out of the Play Store, mm-hmm. and they've glo- blocked. Microsoft xCloud. They blocked their competitors because they're... There are rumors that they're working on their own game streaming service. And that that's why they're doing it. Which would be anti-consumer and anti-competition. There is a chance that this could be potentially illegal what they're doing. Yeah. If if you are making... If if you... I I have really two thoughts on this because there's part of me that says in an open market if you block the sale of, of of a competitor because you're making... A product, and there's someone out there that is a competitor of yours, and you're blocking their sale. That's there are, are laws against this. Mm-hmm. However, Apple owns the App Store. Yeah. So, and part of me is part of me is like, I don't think anything legally can or really should be done here because it's like if if it's like I make a product and I approach the Walton family and I'm like, I want this to be sold in Walmart, and they're like. Fuck you, you piece of shit. I'm not selling your piece of shit garbage in my store. I can't sue them. Yeah. It's their fucking store. No, but essentially what's happening, though, is it would be like Walmart saying, I'm not going to let you sell that anywhere. But that's not, but that's, but Apple's not doing that. They're just saying you can't have it in our in our app store. Yeah, but if they go through with their plan, though, they're fucking over this, this company um, totally. They are, but only in regards to their products. Which a lot of people use. A lot of people use, but... You are using their product. It's like, well, if you don't like what Apple's doing to Epic on your MacBook and your iPhone, guess what you should do? You should buy a Windows computer and an Android phone. Shouldn't capitalist market correct this? Shouldn't shouldn't capitalism just push people to a different platform? Yeah, but I think it's a... I don't know. I feel like with it being video games, I, and especially mobile games, I think that it's a lot more complicated because you've got a lot of children and families sure. that are using don't, this and don't get me wrong i i'm i can totally see both sides of this argument i, I like i'm team epic i say take them to fucking court don't let them destroy your developer tools and and you know don't let's not be naive about this epic is doing this cuz they want to make more money they're both doing this so cuz they want to make more money right yeah. so it's not you know shades of gray here but i i it does genuinely feel like apple is it's 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 the mob boss that comes in and yeah. breaks your window and is like hey, i've paid your protection fee maybe this wouldn't yeah. happen next time but i guess the reason why i'm i'm more heated about it is because there are so many people there are people individuals who are going to be affected by this and yeah. that's bullshit so if epic oh, small, takes small developers yeah to be crushed if epic takes apple to court if if the only thing that happens is they stop them from being able to shut down the developer tools, yeah. that's a success because the people who are in the line of fire who are actually being hurt by this because they're not 
multi-fucking trillionaires or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Billionaires, millionaires, whatever have you. Like, Epic will be fine. Apple will be fine. But They're if fine. If you're a small developer and you're 80% and of the this way is, through your game that's running Unreal yep. Engine and you're about to release it. Yep. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. What do I do? Do mm-hmm. I finish this game in Unreal or do I, do I go back to the drawing board and start porting it to, to, yeah. um, to Unity or something? Yeah. It's going to be six more months to port this because I'm, I'm a one-man team or something. This is my livelihood. Even if you're not a one-man team, you know, I mean, it doesn't take it doesn't take it doesn't take a, a you know, a yeah. lot. No, it doesn't. So, and I just I think it's really fucked up. So I'm Team Epic. Take them to court. Shut this shit down. It's definitely an unfortunate, wild, crazy story. We've been making videos about it, so you can check the YouTube channel, and I'm sure I'll have more updates as they come. Let's talk for a brief moment about our second sponsor for the show. It's another YouTube channel called Oblivion. You can find a link to his channel in the show notes as usual. What he's providing on his YouTube channel is some real quality, some humor, and he likes to hit these sorts of uh, difficult challenge based challenges in these games. He's basically creating challenges within certain games and uh, and having these these humorous, funny experiences trying to get past them. It's an interesting channel in particular if you are a fan of StarCraft, if you're a StarCraft player, because that's what he's really focusing on, StarCraft and other uh, uh, strategy-style games. If you're looking for high-level StarCraft gameplay, you've got to check out Oblivion's YouTube channel. You're going to enjoy watching him creating these challenges. Like, right now, he's got a, a series up where he's trying to beat StarCraft without losing a single unit. Some difficult stuff. It's fun to watch, so check him out. Like I said, the links are in the show notes. If you've been listening to the show over the last few weeks, you know we've been running down the top 10 games of the last decade uh, based on their Metacritic average score. And today we have game number 7. Do you want to guess what game number 7 is? Skyrim. How, How did you know that? I just was looking at our poster up here, and I was like, that was a great game, and that is within the last decade. It's Skyrim, if The Last of Us was below it. That was crazy. (laughs) It it is Skyrim. Also, there is a huge possibility that I'm psychic. Could be. So, just throwing that out there. (laughs) Could be. Psychicness. So, game number seven is, in fact, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim? Yes. I promise I didn't know anything had, about that. That was a genuine guess. It had an average score of 96. Clearly, uh, they were not taking my score into into account because I would have <laughs> tanked that. 96. The fuck are they talking they about? They really put this game over your favorite game of the decade. I know. Of They're all like, time. Skyrim's better than The Last of Us. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> broken ass fucking game. That game's been out since 2011 and it still fucking is broken. <laughs> you still can't play that shit. What the fuck? I don't know, man. I'm choking on my water over here. I don't get it. <laughs> I, look, I've tried to play Skyrim so many times. It, okay, it is less broken and more playable than Fallout. I will give you that. Right. I will give you that. Which is sad because Fallout should have been the better one. They should have fixed some of their problems. It has it. Okay, it has its good things, and when you can play it, and nothing is everything's cool. Like I was playing it, the uh, I was playing the remastered version. Yeah, and nothing was crazy broken there until we did that co-op mode. But that's oh, not yeah. their fault. The co-op mode was broken <laughs> as fuck. But that's not their fault. They can't. No, that was a mod. That was a mod. That was mod. So okay, you know, look, the, the remastered version is fine. Um, the game is clearly not made for me. No. The the 
the the fantasy elements first of all yodelheim <laughs> fucking it's not yodelheim made up ass words. i don't think yodelheim that's not even no this how is, would you know because it's listen it's the it's the made up version of yodelheim y- yarl it's one of them Oh, you gotta go see Jarl Whitebeard the Fifth of Yodelheim and talk to him <laughs> about his f- goblet of orc blood. Uh, like, what the fuck are these words? I gotta. We're do supposed what? to be reminiscing on You're good memories. Dragonborn. <laughs> what does that mean? You can yell. You can yell so loud. Oh, yell in magical words. <laughs> Oof! And there. Oh, you yelled me off a cliff. Are you turning some weird like? Oh, I'm, I'm a not wizard. Going there. <laughs> I'm a wizard. I'm a white bearded m- wizard man. I can run very fast somehow. <laughs> Ride a horse up a mountain. Hey, that was a good feature. Up the side of a cliff. So I would reminisce on my amazing memories about the you know probably thousand hours that I've spent in my lifetime playing this game. Um, but I I like your version of it better. Yeah. Everybody knows that I like this game. I'm like everybody else. I've yeah. had my good times with it, but I I enjoy I wanted, your experience. I wanted with it. to like it. I've tried. How many times have I tried playing Skyrim? Maybe four. Like not just like for ten minutes either. Like for a while. Yeah. And then I'll get to a certain point, and one of two things will happen. Um, in the <laughs> past, the game would just just shut off. Yeah. And be like, all right, and I'd lose three hours of progress, and I would take the disc and throw it like a frisbee into the garbage can, <laughs> or I would just totally lose interest. Like, I would be like, I don't care. But you do use it a lot when you're trying to test technology. So there, there's well, that. Well, because everyone is like, can it run Skyrim? Yeah. Can it run this stupid old <laughs> can decade it run this old game? broken fucking game? I guess. I guess it can. Fuck, yes. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. It, it's a small download. So if I'm like testing hardware, yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. download Skyrim. It's going to take me five minutes to download, and I'm going to be able to test it and... See if it runs or not. So, and everybody well, wants to know. So, I, I, I really do love Skyrim. Skyrim is one of the first games that I had on my PS3 when I got it after I graduated. It I was s- real broken on the PS3. I, I don't, ha- I don't remember having that many issues. The further into the game you got, the PS3 had limited RAM, mm-hmm. less RAM than the 360, less RAM than obviously any computer on the planet Earth. So, what would happen is. It would try and remember, like, okay, in that building, he put a wheel of cheese right here. In this <laughs> building, there's an apple, and here's a dead guy. And it would store all that in RAM. Mm-hmm. So if you were like me, and everywhere you went, you were just wreaking utter havoc, just right. throwing things everywhere, like, wee! It would try to remember <laughs> like all that. And after, like, you know, maybe 15, 20 hours in, the game would, the frame rate would drop because mm-hmm. it, w- it had no available RAM. Mm-hmm. It was starting, I guess it would, I mean, if you run out of RAM completely, I guess it would start um, using a page file or something, which would be stupid slow on a PS3. And so they tried to patch it later where they were like, well, look, we're just going to have to have it forget shit that happened the longest ago. We're going to yeah. have to just purge stuff. Yeah. But they never really fixed it as far as I can recall. Like, it never ran right on the PS3. I don't remember having those issues. I did have some stuttering issues, but... You I- may not be as sensitive to frame drops as I am. Yeah. Like, for me, if I'm playing PUBG and the frame rate drops... Which it that's not been a thing for a long time, but like it, pick a game if you're playing anything, and the frame rate drops from sixty to fifty nine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, what's going well, on? Well, I was pretty used to to playing like you know shitty old games because that was yeah. like I had been playing PlayStation One. Skyrim ran before it, that. If Skyrim, so I'd say Skyrim probably ran at thirty. 
going from 30 yeah. to 25 isn't nearly as jarring to me as going from 60 to anything below mm-hmm. 60. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm going to have a shout out to some of my favorite memories. Um, I spent a few nights in a row not sleeping and I went on a, a tear where I was like, I'm going to go pick every lock that I see including all the expert locks and I would spend like 30 minutes trying to pick like an expert lock um to the point where like I was getting like eye problems because I was like you know my eyes were just so tense from trying to pick this lock yeah um also married uh what was his name he was the house carl another word you love fucking stupid house carl for uh the house and carls are people there are people named yeah. Carl. Yeah, but a house Carl, so he's is, a house Carl. is a noun. He know. Carls the houses. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let me talk about the guy that I married in Skyrim. Damn. What the fuck does Carl it was, mean in that context? Uh, Argus the Bulwark. Bul- Bulwark in uh, Markarth. and he's making up words again. Yes, he was a big blonde nord with like face paint and i i genuinely loved him so apparently house carl is an actual word it's like danish it's a member of the bodyguard of a danish or english king or noble there you go it's a word so i wonder if if the name carl or uh, originates from that <laughs> so you're like so like carl when I, when I think of carl i think of like <laughs> i don't know like i don't think of like a nobleman like it's there's Carl. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of a redneck, specifically a few rednecks I know in person. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, my husband died and I got his inheritance and it made me really sad. <laughs> and all the mods that I've installed, like I had a rolling chair mod where instead of a horse you could ride on a rolling chair. That was really good. And then chicken born, my favorite thing in the whole world, where you can have a companion that is a chicken. And he's essentially the dragonborn, but for chickens, and he'll follow you everywhere. And it doesn't make sense though. It doesn't matter because the, na- the name doesn't make sense. It's like chickenborn. Uh, it's like in Sonic where you could be the, a werehog. Yeah. And were means man. It's old English for man. Hog is hog, so be man hog. He's not a man. He's not a man hog. <laughs> I've seen some man hogs in my time, and that's, that's not what he that's is. That's no man hog. That sounded dirtier than I intended. It really I meant, does. I meant like a large fat man, but I'm thinking now people might have thought that I meant You're a talking man's about big old a man's penis. And that's not at all what I mean. I, I have unfortunately seen a few of those <laughs> in my day, but it's not what I was. Do you referring need to, to talk about it? I just mostly on the internet, but <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you know, it happens. But uh, yeah, calling a chicken chicken. It's a chicken with chicken armor hog. on. You're calling it chicken born. Chicken. Of course, it's chicken born. All chickens <laughs> are chicken, chicken born. It's a chicken. No, they're egg born. Chickens are not chicken born. They're egg borns. <laughs> <laughs> well, by that logic, we're egg born too. <laughs> no, we're embryo born. No, there are eggs and they're fertilized and we grow from there. Spoiler alert: If you have not had sexual education. <laughs> Well, when two people love one another, and there's they don't have to love each other, and there are no chickens around, <laughs> never do it in front of a chicken. They will kill you on I sight. Don't, you don't. I don't have to tell you what's going to happen, but trust me, they probably would though. Mm. Chicken born, <laughs> stupid. Doesn't make any sense. It, he it would makes still me be hungry. if he's chicken born. So a person is dragon born. They're not a dragon. So a chicken could just no, be, but they are. They have the spirit of a dragon. Well, a chicken could have a spirit of a dragon. Then he could just still be dragon born. Chicken dragonborn. That's dragonborn better. chicken. Dragonborn chicken. That's a, sounds like a flavor. Kentucky exact fried piece. chicken. <laughs> you got any of that dragonborn chicken? It's real spicy. 
please. Somebody make this dragonborn chicken. Mine, that, mine still had the helmet on. I can't eat it. Eating chicken heads over there. Oh my god! The don't say we, that either. The fuck are we even talking about? I don't know. I think it's. I think it's the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you to today's two lovely sponsors who are YouTube channel Oblivion and Twitch channel Devoy underscore. TV. You can find links to both of them in the show notes as usual. I don't know why I am talking like some sort of robotic Barack Obama. Do it. Head over to scaryflittle.com <laughs> for all the links to the YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I, can't, I, lie, I can't keep it up. There's links to all kinds of cool stuff on scaryflittle.com, all of our social media, YouTube channel, all that good stuff. If you're not following us on the YouTube channel, how the fuck did you find this podcast? Right. Would be my question. Because the, the channel, From the good old days. Maybe, I guess. The YouTube channel today hit 1,337 subscribers. All right. Which, when I was a kid, that was Leet. L-E-E-T. <gasps> 1,337. Yeah. So I screenshotted that and I put it on Twitter. Leet. Leet. We are officially leet today. We probably aren't leet anymore. It's like it, that it's, was like a few hours ago. So it's probably so probably subbed since then. Leet is like just before you become elite. You're like the special version of elite. Just leet. Leet. We're not there yet. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. So check out scaryflutteral.com. All kinds of good ways to interact with us on there. So thank you for joining me as usual today, Jesse. My name is Shane. This was Podcast Revived. And until next time, stay nerdy, my friends. <laughs>